Welcome to the Get Back to Business podcast, where independent small business owners take center stage and consumers are empowered to shop local with values. I'm your host, Brooke Joyner, co-founder and CEO of Back to Business, the first of its kind, values-based, independent, local small business directory. If you prefer to do business on your terms and shop according to your core values, then stay tuned. Welcome to the Get Back to Business podcast. Today, I'm joined by Peter Dyson of Dyson Law. And Peter, we're so glad to have you on. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited about this. Yeah, and you, of course, are you are the first attorney that has listed with Back to Business. So I was so thrilled when you accepted my invitation to be on the podcast. Um, let's just dive right in. Would you mind sharing with us who you are and what you do and kind of how you got started with your... With- Absolutely. Thank you. I'm Peter, and I am the principal at Dyson Law. Dyson Law tackles insurance companies, so we will help people fight against life insurance companies, disability companies, health insurance companies, and we also do personal injury claims, which usually involve big insurance companies such as State Farm or Allstate, and we even handle slip and falls against the major retailers. One of the things we want to do is we want to give people a second chance. We obviously can't prevent somebody from getting sick or injured or unfortunately passing away, but we have the ability to help clients deal with the ramifications and what happens after the fact. We like to say we help them with their comeback. And some of that involves making a claim against an insurance company or getting them to pay what they're supposed to, to help you get your life back. I see. And you mentioned quite a few different types of insurance types that you kind of go after. Um, I imagine they're each a little bit different, right? You know, life insurance versus personal injury. For maybe folks that have never um, dealt with any of these circumstances, could you maybe give a little insight as to why would you need to go after a life insurance company, you know? Don't they just pay when someone dies? You know, that's kind of, I think, the the logic, right? Well, I'm glad you brought that up. So let's start with the life insurance part of it. There's a look back. If somebody dies within two years of their policy starting, the insurance company then goes back and looks at the application to see if there's any mistakes are made. And for instance, if somebody doesn't disclose a doctor or a medical condition, Then what they do is they try to cancel the policy so the loved ones don't get the money. They cancel the policy because they say this was material or that would have been very important. We would have never given this insurance policy had we known about it. Now, the reality is that's not true, but that's what they say. And what they do is they try to cancel the policy. So I represent families or beneficiaries or loved ones to say that doesn't matter. You know, it didn't matter. And enough was disclosed for you to make a decision. So we go after the life insurance company. When it comes to health insurance companies, they, they'll they deny if you need a surgery. They say, oh, you're, it's not medically necessary. You have to try these other things first. Uh, and sometimes it deals with money because I see a lot more denials 
in November and December because your deductible restarts in January. So sometimes they'll try to delay it until January. So you have to pay more money out of pocket. Uh, so I fight against those health insurance companies because you need the treatment. You go to a doctor, you trust the doctor. It's the doctor and your decision on what how to proceed. You don't want to go back and have a bean counter insurance company decide what to do with your body. Um, now, those are first party claims where I represent people who are going to directly receive benefits and the injury or sickness doesn't have to be anyone's fault. You asked about personal injury. That's a little different. That's where you get compensated from someone causing an accident or a car crash or a dangerous condition that their fault and you would have had a normal life except for them causing the problem. So we go after those types of claims as well. If somebody hits you with a car and you're hurt, well, then we go after that person's insurance. Okay. And then, um, yeah, just so many interesting things. <laughs> it really is almost this type of detective thing that you, this work that you have to do. What about for disability insurance? What are the kind of tactics that you're up against in that realm? Yeah, and I know I'm talking about a lot of different areas, but mm -hmm. it comes down to a couple simple points. Somebody's okay. hurt, they're sick, or unfortunately they died, and we're trying to help the survivors or the person get back on track with either money or benefits. Mm -hmm. So I know I talked about a few different areas, but that's basically, uh, that's basically it. So to answer your question about disability, well... There's different kinds. Um, I I don't handle Social Security disability. I want to make that clear up front. I handle claims against insurance companies. And what happens is they dispute and they say, you're really not that hurt. You can work. It doesn't matter if you send 15 doctor's notes or if you send from multiple doctors. They'll still try to deny it. So that's one dispute. Another dispute is similar and a lot like the life insurance dispute I told you about earlier, where they say, well, when you filled out the form, you didn't mention these things. So we're going to try to cancel the coverage. That happens as well. Okay. I see. Well, and I appreciate you sharing about these kind of common tactics um, because I think most people would have no idea um, until they get into that situation and they're, they receive, you know, that denial or that notice from the insurance company and it's worded in a way that is maybe difficult to understand, um, you know, and they're not able to boil down to this is, you know, why they're doing what they're doing. Um, so I think it's great that you shared that. So, um, it's great you're able to help so in, in you know a handful of areas. Can you share a little bit about you know what uh, caused you to um, pursue this particular area of law over others? Yes, and it's tied into what I do. Uh, when I was a teenager, I got bitten by a tick. I had Lyme disease, and I wasn't getting better. And the next step up of treatment, I needed intravenous antibiotic therapy. And my health insurance company didn't want to pay for it. We had to sue them. And ultimately, it resolved. And without that, without me getting the medication I need, I wouldn't be here today. 
that was my second chance. And I really want to give everyone the second chance to get their life back on track. Mm, that's wonderful that you're, you know, something that was obviously very challenging for you um, turned into, you know, a whole career of, of helping others, right? So can you share a little about, you know, where you're located and kind of the area, you know, of your clients? Yes, absolutely. My office is in Delray Beach, West Delray Beach. I'm right off the turnpike. And I will help clients um, all over the state. Uh, things have changed. I used to be a little more narrow where I would take cases. But a lot of courts have moved to Zoom hearings so that I don't have to travel as far. So I'm able to handle cases throughout Florida and federal court. Uh, not many attorneys like federal court. I happen to enjoy it. And sometimes these cases need to go to federal court. Okay. So federal court, because again, I'm this is not my area of expertise, that would be in the case of an appeal that it has to be escalated or no? It's a, it's a little different. It's when a federal court, there's a couple of ways that they have jurisdiction instead okay. of state court. So sometimes if I'm if I have to make a claim, there's a law called ERISA, which basically is it's giant companies and they pay for benefits out of their own money. They set up. That's the basic because it's based in federal law. I have to sue in federal court. Now, oh. the other way cases end up going to federal court, it's it's diversity jurisdiction. Uh, and what that means is if it's a dispute over $75,000 or more and more than $75,000 and the insurance company and my client are technically from different states, then they can remove it to federal court. And from different states, it's a very antiquated way of looking at it because Businesses, let's face it, businesses really do operate in all 50 states, especially with the internet explosion. But what they, but if the headquarters and their main offices and there's no significant offices in Florida, the insurance company can remove it up. And there's a lot more detail into it that's probably beyond the scope of uh, the, the question, but I do end up in federal court quite a bit. That's so interesting. I'm just thinking, so when, when I, I have a little personal experience with this area as well. Um, and so what you were sharing got me thinking about how that case ended up being resolved. <laughs> so can you share maybe, um, because of course there's a certain percentage of cases that actually go to the courtroom, right? And then there's going to be some that will settle. Can you speak a little bit about that? So, because people, again, just kind of giving some of your knowledge. Right. There's a lot of cases that are settled out of court. So we have a system here and sometimes depending on the type of insurance involved, we have to follow their system. So we have a pre-suit process before a lawsuit is filed and we try to resolve it without it being filed in the court. There's some good advantages to that. Uh, such as it's private. Nobody's going to be able to Google and see you made a claim against an insurance company or somebody like that. Uh, 
So a lot of cases, roughly half, I'd say, settle before a lawsuit even needs to be filed. And depending on the type of case, um, the amounts vary. So, and I mentioned that ERISA before, that ERISA law, that has a process where you have to do pre-suit. You have to do this special appellate process. I've been fairly successful with getting case resolved and getting their denial overturned without having to file a lawsuit. And there's some the advantages to the client. It's a lot less stressful because they don't have to sit for a deposition where they're being grilled by an attorney and a court reporter's typing everything down. Um, you know, the, the costs involved in litigation, the fees are, are less if it settles without a lawsuit. So there are advantages. And we always try to help the clients that way first. Now, litigation can begin, and that involves filing a lawsuit, and that's the, called a pleading stage where they answer and they might try to blame other people. And then there's discovery, which we were talking about. And then there's settlement or trial. So yes, how many cases typically settle? It's, a, it's around 99%. And that's not me. That's just the statistics that have every thousand cases that are filed or 990 settle without trial. So that's, that's typically what happens is most cases settle. Of course, you always have to think, is my case going to be the one that goes to trial? And that's why we fully prepare to go. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think another thing that the insurance companies sometimes try and please tell me um, is they will try to settle with the person who was injured without an attorney first, right? So they'll send a letter and they try to convince you to accept this offer. Um, And so do you run into that often where clients, you know, were maybe almost accepting that they thought it sounded reasonable, you know, and got in touch with you kind of a just in the nick of time kind of thing? Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting because they try to, they try to do that right away as soon as a claim is reported. And I always say the best thing you could do is contact an attorney as soon as you can. Obviously, if it's, if you need emergency medical treatment, make sure you're your body's okay first, but it's very important you talk to a lawyer as soon as possible because I've taken over cases after a client has tried to handle it with the best intentions and they think that the insurance company is going to do the right thing and it turns out it's not going to happen and it's it's a lot more work and effort to try to undo what the client did, to be frankly frank with you. Um, because some they didn't understand what the insurance company was doing and the insurance company was sending things for them to sign and and agree to and it's not good for their case. Uh, your insurance company or the opposing insurance company is not necessarily there to help you. And I'm going to distinguish between health insurance and disability insurance. They're going to send you forms that you have to fill out, but it's not a bad idea to get counsel or get a lawyer for that. Um, if you're involved in an accident or somebody is passed as a result of negligence, you got to get a lawyer right away because mm-hmm. they will lowball you. 
And there are studies that the client typically nets more in their pocket if they hire an attorney. Mm, even considering the cost that Correct. they end up in a better position after that. Correct. And that's his studies. And that's why they want to try to get you to sign away as soon as possible. And, you know, I just want to distinguish between the different areas of law because that's more mm -hmm. of a, if somebody's injured versus if you have to fill out your health insurance to get reimbursed, you fill it out. And, you, and that is not a such an adversarial process where they're mm -hmm. fighting you or trying to trick you. Sometimes that's just more of an administrative type thing where they just have to process the forms right. Sure, sure. Well, and I think that's really helpful for people to, to hear that, you know, and and to to at least have a little bit of insight because, of course, no one wants to ever deal with any of these issues, but the more prepared people can be, you know, the better. So. Absolutely. And we love helping people and um, it's it's a challenge. It's a challenge um, because, you know, I understand my clients. They're hurt. They're scared. They're upset. Something tragic has happened and they're most vulnerable at that point. And sometimes insurance companies try to take advantage of people at that point. And, you know, that's when attorneys can come in and really help and look at things from the 30,000 foot view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it really sounds like you, you've been doing this a long time. You know, you have a high level of expertise. How long have you been practicing here in Florida um, in your, in your Delray office? You know, I, I, <laughs> I, well, I've been, I started off with another firm that, that eventually, that eventually uh, morphed into what it is today, but I've been practicing uh, since 2007 and time is flying by. I was doing the math. I mean, wow, that's uh, 15 years ago now. Just seems like five years ago. Uh, time is flying by. But we, we've been at this location. I've been commuting to his Del Rey office since 2009. Okay. Okay. Well, great. Um, this has been so insightful. And, um, you know, I just, I love that you you got into this because it really matters to you. And I, yeah. I can see that, that I'm sure your client's experience reflects that passion and, and that dedication. Um, so it's, it's great, you know, to hear from you. Um, I do want to let our, our listeners know that you are listed on back to business. Um, you are the first attorney of any kind <laughs> listed with us. Um, and so I was wanting to ask you a little about your experience with Back to Business so far, your initial insights, of course, as we're just getting started, um, you know, give if you could give a little feedback about creating your listing and how your experience has been so far. Well, it's been great. Uh, creating a listing was super simple. I did have a question or two, but it was answered and handled right away, which I really appreciate. I, I really love the whole concept because it is tied to values uh, too much in this country. Everything's just tied to profit and every human endeavor, every human action they want to reduce to money. But what I really like and how you distinguish yourself is that it's it, 
you understand it's about your virtues and what you want to accomplish in this world. And if you make money along the way, that's great. So I really appreciate that. And I, and I certainly, I was happy to sign right up soon as I, soon as I heard that part. Yeah. When we're so glad to have you. Yes. And it's, it really is so important <laughs> for people to, to be able to live according to their values and, and not have to compromise, you know, um, and I'm sure, you know, you touched on the kind of exclusive uh, focus on profit that we do see in a lot of, especially the larger companies. I'm sure that's, uh, that's kind of what you're up against every day, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they do their <laughs> calculations. Their profit. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but it's, I got to fight for my clients so they can have their comeback and try to get their life back together after that, their setbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's certainly a worthy mission and, you know, thank you for all you do for your clients and the community. Um, and, and thank you for being a part of back to business where we really want to support your business in every way that we can. Um, so thank you so much. Thank um, you so much for having me. I really appreciate this. Of course, of course. And we'll have all of your contact details in the show notes. Um, so anyone listening who needs the services of Dyson Law, please do get in touch. We'll have the social medias, um, the listing on back to business, phone numbers, all that stuff. Um, so anything else we want to be sure to share with the audience today, Peter? I would say don't hesitate. Uh, we offer free consultations. So don't delay in contacting us because the sooner we can start the process of helping you and using our methods, the more help we can give you. So don't try to go alone. You have enough on your plate. Typically, our clients have a ton on their plate. Let us take that burden from you and, and do our best for you. Okay. That's, that's great advice. <laughs> and uh, so thank you so much. And thank you again for joining me um, on the podcast today. All right. Thank you so much. The Get Back to Business podcast is brought to you by Back to Business, the first of its kind values-based independent local small business directory that helps small business owners to cut through the noise and empowers consumers to shop local with values. Visit our website to become a consumer and create your listing if you're a business owner. www.getbackthenumber2business.com That's getbacktobusiness.com Back to business, where you can shop local with values.